It's time for today's Quick 6 Local Rundown. X-Ray. The Coalition of Oregonians, including two state representatives, have filed a lawsuit against the federal government. The lawsuit, filed in response to the deployment of federal officers in Portland, accuses the government of violating the Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment sets forth the separation of powers between federal and state governments. Plaintiffs include Representatives Karin Power and Janelle Bynum, as well as the Western State Center, the First Unitarian Church of Portland, ACLU Attorney Sarah Eddy. Together, they're requesting a permanent restraining order against the Department of Homeland Security. That restraining order would limit federal officers to the defense of federal property and require a warrant or probable cause for any future arrests. The First Unitarian Church, located downtown, also claimed that federal officers have infringed on their First Amendment rights by making the area too dangerous for worship. This lawsuit falls on the heels of another suit brought by Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum. That lawsuit has claimed many of the same violations. Your daily dose of data, 299 new COVID cases on Tuesday in Oregon, seven more deaths. That's one of the biggest days of deaths we've had, tragically. That gets our case count to over 15,000 with 269 related deaths. Multnomah and Washington counties have the bulk of the new cases, with Umatilla County reporting 59 new cases yesterday, 23 of those as a result of an outbreak at a Walmart distribution center. Meanwhile, Oregon has started to relax some restrictions on visitations to long-term care facilities. Families can now make outdoor visits with their loved ones as long as distancing and face masks are used. Group sizes will be limited. Families have to go through health screenings. The agency hopes to alleviate the burden on families as the shutdown continues. In other somewhat good news, the Oregon Health Authority has added a testing site locator to their website that's available in both English and Spanish. That interactive map will hopefully help people find the testing site nearest them, but testing kits remain in limited supply. OHA still maintains that citizens should contact a healthcare professional to determine whether a test is needed before heading to a testing site. According to Oregon Health Authority's weekly testing summary, the state had recently had a weekly test capacity of 41,000. They warned their supply chains may be disrupted in the coming weeks as states around the country struggle with surges of the coronavirus. Turnaround times have gotten longer. Some results are taking up to two weeks after collection. My brother, by the way, at Kaiser, got his test turned around in a day. One data point I know, but it's a data point. According to the latest available data, Washington has 47,743 confirmed cases, 1,453 known deaths, and 5,102 people have been hospitalized. Since reopening, people aren't eating out as often, not nearly as often. After a steady uptick in diners following the limited reopening of many restaurants in May, that increase has stalled. Over the past month, restaurants have seen little movement of the number of diners walking through their doors. In fact, Open Table reports that dine-in business is down by over 60 percent compared to June of last year. Online reservations are looking even worse, 80 percent lower than this time last year. That's reservations, by the way, not just orders. Following this trend, restaurant employment has stalled after a brief recovery in May and June. Overall, restaurant employment has shrunk by about one-third compared to June of 2019. The surge in coronavirus cases across the country is the likeliest culprit for the stalled recovery. To be clear, we can't recover the economy until we control the coronavirus. It ain't the other way around. According to Eater PDX, over 40 area restaurants, bars, and cafes have permanently closed during the pandemic in our town. Last year, Oregon House Representative Janelle Bynum introduced a bill that would allow victims of false or racist 911 calls to sue. Now the bill might be a model beyond our borders. That bill passed the Senate, was signed by the governor, went into effect this year. Only one legislator, Republican State Senator Alan Olson, voted no on the bill. Now, in the midst of national protests for racial justice, similar bills are gaining traction across the country. Lawmakers in New York, Michigan, and Wisconsin have embraced similar measures, allowing victims of racist 911 calls to sue. There's no truth to any rumor that the legislation is called the Karen Act. These measures, by the way, are partially motivated by the experiences of black lawmakers on the campaign trail, who have more than once reported 
false 911 claims while knocking on doors trying to get votes. False 911 calls can cause trauma, can even be life-threatening, especially for BIPOC communities. Republican opposition to the measures continue earlier this year. A bill modeled on Representative Bynum's proposal was blocked by Republicans in Wisconsin. They argue that penalties on certain 911 calls could make people hesitate before calling 911. By the way, another potential model lawmaking news, Joanne Hardesty is working on an initiative to give real teeth to citizen review of police. If it gets referred and voted yes by the people of Portland, it too could serve as a national example. Pioneer Pacific College will close for good at the end of this month. All three campuses of the for-profit college will be ceasing operations July 31st. All three campuses of the for-profit college will close on July 31st. That includes the Oregon Culinary Institute here in Portland. They cited the economic fallout of COVID-19, but they do join a list of other private colleges that closed in the years prior to the pandemic. 131 workers will be laid off. For right now, public universities are still hanging on, though many plan to adjust their payrolls in anticipation of low enrollment. And a ripple of hope. A local band has found a way to adapt to the pandemic and bring music to listeners in surprising ways. Musician John Dreschler and friends are touring Oregon under the name Tune Tours, providing impromptu music in outdoor spaces, often unannounced. Previous venues include Washington Park, the Tillamook Air Museum, and the convolution of the Columbia and Willamette Rivers. Tune Tour is another example of the improvisation many have had to come to know during the pandemic. Shout out to the Pavement Show last week, by the way, by Risk Reward and others. What a neat show that was. The Tune Tour's performances feature whatever instruments and musicians they can gather, including an old piano on the back of a pickup truck. And they make their performances available on YouTube for those who prefer to stay at home. And that is today's Quick 6 Local Rundown. X-Ray.